This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ping.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She pulled my hair my lipstick on. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on Living Fearlessly. I'm your host, Lisa McDonald. We have yet another phenomenal guest joining us today, a brilliant woman by the name of Megan Fenyoy. Before I turn it over to unscripted dialogue and first plug the bio, I just want to thank the loyal listeners, the podcast subscribers, the networks, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, we're all over the place. So I want to thank you for your reviews. I want to thank you for your likes, your shares, and your loyal listenership. I also want to thank my corporate sponsors, Halton Honda, Forever, and AHA That. And I just want to remind you that following the live show, you can eventually find the link over on C-Suite Radio Network, again, on my host page, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. So who is my guest today? Megan Fenyoy. Well, she is a veteran licensed clinical social worker, LCSW, transformational mindset coach, best-selling author, professional speaker, and host of the Blonde Bombshell podcast. She is contributing writer for Thrive Global, yeehaw, and also owns her own health food franchise through the Juice Plus Company. In addition, Megan is an Amazon best-selling author and recently released her book called You Are Enough, Five Steps to Move from Struggle to Strength. She has been featured on Sirius XM Radio, TV radio shows including The Jenny McCarthy Show, multiple podcasts, as well as various magazines. As a transformational mindset coach, she will transform your negative self-talk into positive self-empowerment, believing you are enough. How does she do this? She takes you through her proven five-step program that will move you from struggle to strength. Having over 15 years' experience in the mental health and coaching field has sculpted her style of speaking. With her years of experience, she has helped hundreds of people accurately assess assess their challenge and identifying ways they can change, capitalizing on the strengths they already have while building new ones. What's different, Megan has gone through many struggles throughout her life, most recently being involved in a narcissistic abusive marriage. And for many years, she was living a life without meaning, purpose, and just going through the motions. She has been able to successfully transform every area of her life using her proven five-step program and is now living a vibrant, beautiful life, a life where she truly believes she is enough. Her passion and purpose in life is to share her story in hopes to support and encourage others to begin to believe they are enough. Amazing, amazing. Welcome to the program. How are you, Megan? I'm Fabulous. How are you, Lisa? I'm doing very well, thank you. And you know what? I'm actually going to tweak something about what your bio reads, and I'm going to say you are more than enough. Ooh, more I than enough. That. Right? I think we're already enough, and yes, we don't always believe that intuitively, and it's something we have to hone and really carve out that mindset to really impress that upon our DNA. But I think if we even raise the bar higher and say we are more than enough, just like I always say, the sky's not the limit. Beyond the sky is the limit. I love that. I'm totally going to make that change to my bio. Okay. All right. So I just want to say for the loyal listeners who follow me, and I am very grateful for that, they know that this is unscripted uh, dialogue. I think it's more organic, and I think it makes for a much more authentic discussion. What I will say, though, is I generally start off with the standard question of, we understand a bit from your bio what propelled you on this journey for some of the struggles you endured, Megan, and very courageously you stepped into it and you owned it and you thought, no, I'm going to figure this out. No one's going to write my story. I'm holding the pen. I'm the author of my own life and I'm going to reinvent like many of us do. But what, what has catapulted you in your aha moment, in your 
epiphany moment specifically, a certain conversation, a certain way you were treated, a comment, and you said, okay, that is it. I've reached my all-time low, and I am not a doormat for anyone anymore, and it changes, and it stops now. Oh, that is an easy one. It's the marriage that I was in um, with my ex-husband, and you know, I went for six years just kind of living a mediocre life. On the outside, it looked like everything was going well for me, but I was so broken inside from his affair and then the divorce and then him still kind of love bombing me as the term in narcissistic abuse and me still being you know, committed and faithful to him two years after our marriage. And finally, in February, I said, enough is enough. I walked away and... My life has been forever changed. It's been such an amazing journey since I said goodbye to him. Beautiful. Well, congratulations. I mean, now you've truly stepped into it. Now you've really embodied walking the talk, which means for all the hats you wear in terms of uplifting and encouraging and empowering other people, people can look to that and go, if Megan can do it, I can do it. I can do it no matter what, whether it's divorce, infidelity, bankruptcy, whatever the case may be. How many people do we know who are notables on the grand stage, the global stage, who have these exact kind of stories? And yet they never succumbed to it. It was character building and it was defining and it was life changing. So the fact that you can walk your talk and the fact that you got that and now you're taking the lesson forward in your five-step program and you're interfacing with hundreds of people and you're getting on all these podcasts and you're writing books, I say kudos to you. We need more people like you, especially now. The world is starving for these exact kinds of messages and these exact kinds of leaders who hold the space and anchor people up. So I want to thank you on behalf of everybody you've helped that I don't even know. Thank you so much, Lisa. Um, That does truly mean a lot to me because You know, I talk about in my book, my top three values of being authenticity, integrity, and honesty. And when I was in my marriage, I lost those values. And part of the work I had to do in February when my life was completely shattered was redefine my values. Mm -hmm. And when I wrote my book, I remember the night before it launched, I was like, oh my gosh, everyone and anyone is going to hear my story. And You know, I wrote my book in the midst, literally in the midst of heartbreak, which is why this book is such a treasure to me because it helped me go through my journey. And Mm -hmm. what I hear from people and what has drawn people to me and me to other people is the fact that I am completely honest. I'm very authentic. I share my story not to improve my life, but honestly, my passion and purpose is is to help others, no matter where they are in their life, if they're struggling in relationships or career or health, to really teach them and help them believe that they are enough and that they can do anything when they put their mind to it, as long as they are closing stories from their past that is teaching them to stay Excellent. Well, I'm going to go back to what you said, and I'm going to paraphrase. You said it's not to improve myself. I arguably would say it is because everything starts with self, self esteem, self confidence, self awareness, self concept, self value. So, in order for you to see yourself as worthy and deserveable of perpetually taking the trajectory of your life, always being committed to fierce growth personal growth, personal development. It's only in that space we can hold space for other people. So the priority is to always self-actualize and to self-empower ourselves. And then people pick up on that confidence. People pick up on that self-empowerment. They gravitate to you. They flock to you because they see that you've nailed it. You've owned it. You've honed it. And it makes you relatable. And it makes you And and the timing of you having written that story, and I can relate to this, people pick up on rawness. So when people write their book after they've come out of the trenches, it doesn't hold the same 
impactfulness, in my opinion, as somebody who's doing something immensely transformational when they're in the thick of it. When did I decide to become an entrepreneur? I became an entrepreneur when I was in the midst of my divorce with a three-year-old and an 18-month-old when my mom died when my grandmother died, and when my children's father was on contract in Madagascar, Africa for three years. Most people would say, are you out of your mind? You had so much going on, you would have justifiably, nobody would have expected you to do anything on that, out of that magnitude. But it's like, no, you got to step up. You, you, can't, you can't submit to victimology. So when your emotions are raw, when you're vulnerable, and we know in the space that we're in, vulnerability is a strength. It is not a weakness. And whether people share the same journey or goal or passion or purpose for what we do, Megan, in terms of aspiring to become an author or to take our message, our branding, our services, to pay it forward and be of service or not, what, what people can relate to as fellow human beings is the spectrum and the plethora of emotions that we all go through for whatever circumstance has bestowed itself upon us. So when people are feeling at their weakest, when people are feeling at their rawest, they are gravitating to the people who are also in the same space but are doing something about it to get out from underneath it. So no wonder your book is resonating with people because people would be able to pick up on that energy in, this, in the midst of the time that you wrote that. Brilliant, brilliant from a marketing perspective, even if it wasn't strategically planned or thought out at that point, but brilliant. Thank you so much. And after you had just said that, you know, improving myself, I totally misspoke because what I meant is improving my business, right? Like I didn't, you know, there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I'm <laughs> sure you did. Because I'm constantly, every single day, you know, I'm in the midst of struggle right now, you know, with the, my business and things like that. And so I'm constantly improving myself, constantly using the skills that I talk about in my book. Um, because like I say, like you have to love yourself and believe in yourself before yes. you can do that for others. So yeah, Absolutely. I misspoke on that. So sorry. No, that's okay. And I know that you did. And that's why I wanted to revisit it and give you an opportunity because I know that you're very articulate and you're very succinct in your messaging. But for many of the global listeners who are only learning of you today, I want to give you every opportunity to be on point with everything. Thank you. I appreciate that. So with your five-step program book, okay, your five-step program, um, are you comfortably willing to give some people some tidbits to lure them in to actually buy the book? Um, I don't want you to give it all away because then there's no incentive necessarily for people to purchase your book, and we definitely want to encourage the sales. But if you could take even one tip, a couple tips, or even just very briefly capture all five of them, however you want to lay it out to the listening audience and the podcast subscribers, I'd like to give you that opportunity given how powerful it is and how instrumental it's been for your journey and for the journey of hundreds and thousands. I would love to. Um, I love sharing the steps um, on all of the interviews that I do, and I can briefly just touch on what each of the steps are. Um, but the premise of the book is, you know, that we all have challenges, you know, whether mm -hmm. in our health or career relationships, like I had said earlier. Um, however, it is how we deal with these challenges that allows us to either remain stuck or begin creating the life we desire. And mm -hmm. I wrote this book, like I said, for my own personal journey, but also for those who need to discover, you know, a roadmap or, you know, a blueprint per se um, for living a passionate and purposeful life. Mm -hmm. And what I love about my book is that it's, you know, a step-by-step -step guide uh, to redesigning your life so you can truly live a life that, you know, you've always dreamed of and really believe that you are enough to do that. Um, so what I love about the book is that it's a self-help book, but it also is a book where you spend time with yourself, where yes. you don't pick up the book and just read it and close it. 
it's, I did this on purpose because there's so many, so life is so busy and we don't make a lot of time for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this book is that you, you know, what I encourage people to do with this book is set some time. You know, it's a very easy read, but at the end of each chapter, I pose a question and include journal space so that, you know, my readers, you know, can sit with what they're learning in each chapter and truly put it into their life. And it's these things, you know, because change takes action and we have to take the first step. And a lot of people have come to me and said, this is the first step that I'm taking because I'm completing the journal pages in your book. Um, on a side note, I'm actually starting a challenge on Monday called the You Are Enough Challenge um, in my You Are Enough community on Facebook. And we're going to be going through each chapter together each week. So it's going to take us till about Christmas time. Um, and I'm going to be offering prizes and, you know, all of this stuff for every single person each week who completes the journal, you know, pages and shares it with us. So it's every person will get an incentive and will get a quote unquote prize every week if they do this, because I st struggle with self-care at times and this is also a place for me to get back on track with this challenge. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited. It starts on Monday. Um, but just briefly, you know, the five steps, the first two chapters is my journey. Um, share some of my struggles from childhood, um, my learning disability, and, you know, the marriage. I go very in-depth with narcissistic abuse. Um, I want to, you know, make more awareness of that. So I talk a little bit more about the ins and outs and what to look for in that. And then I go into the five steps. And what I like to say is that these five steps are steps that I have actually gone through. I was in the midst of these going through these steps while I was writing the book. So it's not something like, oh, I created these steps and I, they really work and I've never done them. I've mm -hmm. actually done them. And the first step is discovering your true self. And there's five questions, which I'm not going to answer, <laughs> say on here, you'll have to read the book, um, that I pose at the beginning of the chapter that really starts, you know, you thinking about what does discovery look like and what are you stuck with, right? Because sometimes we don't even realize it. We're just not. Mm -hmm. And this chapter really helps you start thinking about different areas where you may be stuck and a light bulb may come on and be like, Oh my gosh, like that's where I'm stuck. Mm -hmm. And that's step one. And then step two is after discovering some of your stuck points, how do you visualize your passion and purpose in life? And so I go through a range of different, you know, things to think about. What is visualization? How do you define your passion and purpose and what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. um, and then step three is probably one of my favorite steps because it's called grounding yourself. And as a mental health therapist, I really focus on coping skills um, with my patients and then also in my coaching business because this is kind of the meat of our mindset is what I like to say is when we start discovering ourselves, when we start visualizing our passion and purpose, that is when our limiting self-beliefs really really take over because we're doing all of this work, but how do we feel about ourselves deep down, mm -hmm. right? Have this vision, but do we feel like we're enough? Do we mm -hmm. compare ourselves to others? I remember when I left my very high paying job as a therapist in a hospital a year ago to jump into entrepreneurship, my limiting self-beliefs were astounding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, what am I doing? I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything about business or entrepreneurship. And this is kind of where this chapter, even though I didn't know that I was going to be writing a book, really started for me because, and then again, even after the marriage in February was, oh my gosh, like I have to believe I can do this. Mm -hmm. And so the step three really shares some amazing skills on how to change your mindset so that when these thoughts, these negative thoughts creep in, we can acknowledge them and say, yes, I, I see this. I, I hear what I'm saying to myself, but then you learn to combat that thought mm -hmm. so that it's 
able to keep you focused on the here and now and on your future. Um, and then step four is um, creating your strength plan. And I love this because here we are, we've gone through one and two, but how do we incorporate this in our busy life? And so creating your strength plan, um, I do individual plans with my clients because um, not everyone has the same life and need the same things. But the strength plan includes time management, um, self-care, and what are you going to do to practice you know, increasing your self-esteem and your confidence and really setting a schedule day by day by day with your goals, mm-hmm. how are you going to get through this? And what happens, what are you going to do when you hit a bump in the road? And where are you going to fit in family time and, you know, self-care, going to the gym, you know, having fun. Um, And so that's what I love about the strength plan chapter, um, because it's vitally important that you have a plan. Um, And then step five is strengthening your healthy habits. So this chapter really just talks about complacency, Mm -hmm. which is a huge huge, you know, obstacle when we're creating our life and and what we want. So it's also spiritual, spiritual death, in my opinion. It is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, complacency can kill our dreams, literally can kill our, our self-esteem, all of the stuff that we worked through and worked up to. So complacency is, is basically when life is going well and life, you know, and, you know, you're feeling good about yourself, all of this stuff, we can find ourselves ignoring our self-care or ignoring our time management, ignoring this strength plan that we've created for ourselves mm-hmm. because we think we have it all together, right? Like, and yeah. I, I've been there. And, you know, even complacency, for example, in the six years that I was involved in this marriage, this relationship, I became complacent. I didn't fight for myself. I didn't fight for what I wanted. I was just kind of going through the motions mm-hmm. and the, the trauma hit and I fell apart because I kind of became complacent in working on myself. We need to work on ourselves every single day. Mm-hmm. And so Step five really talks about how do we strengthen our our healthy habits that we've developed so that when life throws us a curve that we don't completely fall apart and go back to who we were before we started this process. And then the end of the chapter chapter is called Emerging from the Mud, and it just kind of puts everything together, um, what I've learned through this process and leaving some lasting um, action steps for the reader to implement into their life. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, there's a few things I'm going to say to everything you said because you you hit a few profound bullseyes that I want to revisit. Um, your message messaging is very similar to mine, which I think is to a lot of people who are in this space. The way I say it, preface it, and have said it, you know, quite publicly on radio, it's turning shit into gold and mastering that, right? Because we all in life get a pile of that. And oftentimes it's unforeseen and you don't know until you're in the midst of it and it's caught you completely off guard that you're then faced with that very conscious decision Okay, didn't see this coming, but I've got a choice here. It's sink or swim. It's victimology mindset or it's warrior mindset. It's pick myself up or it's go back to bed, shut the curtains. You know, you got to go on. You got to go on. Um, So I absolutely love and agree wholeheartedly with everything you've said. Going back to what you said about three or four minutes ago when you were laying out the beginnings of your book, what it was premised on, um, et cetera, et cetera. I love the fact that you, again, whether it was consciously done on your part or not, strategically brilliant. The way you end your chapter with an opportunity for people to journal, what I love about that, and this would come from your experience of being a a licensed uh, social worker, clinical social worker, is to help anybody uh, help themselves. So empowering other people to empower themselves, you really got to get people on board with the key concept of accountability. So there's no point in buying your book 
if all they're going to do is read, because you can even get disconnected from the words in the book, even though you're going through the motions of reading. And it's not to discourage or discount that you did the right thing by picking up the book in the first place. But if you're picking up that book because you're disjointed, you're discombobulated, you're, you know, you're, you're feeling like you're just out of body with who you are, uh, the grounding part would be bringing that reader back to, okay, based on what you've just read, even if you have to reread it three or four times for it to penetrate and sink in, you give back to yourself in this book what you got out of it. Go deep, dig deep, peel back that onion, get introspective. What is it that resonated with you from this chapter that you can regurgitate here and read back so that you can, at the end of this book, and maybe a year down the road when you pick it up and revisit again, you can chart. See, this is a barometer and a measurement of growth. The people who have read that book, who have come out on the other side X amount of months or years down the road, they can look back on their own handwriting, remember exactly how they felt at that point in time when they felt that book was necessary for them in their lives, they can reflect on their initial feelings on what they reflected on the pages and go, oh my God, have I ever come leaps and bounds. That was a good start. That was exactly what I needed at that exact precise moment in my life. So you really getting clear with people on the accountability piece, brilliant. Yes, I love that you touched base on that because I'm looking at my book right now because I'm like, what, what page was that on? Um, and it's on page 80 where one of the journal pages is, you know, what would you desire in an accountability partner and who would that be and yeah. what, you know, what would help you stay accountable? And then I ask them to, you know, write about that because that mm -hmm. is so true. I know my roommate and I, we talk about accountability all the time, you know, with working out and you know, not spending that much time working. I, you know, as an entrepreneur, we wear like 15 different hats and I work, <laughs> you know, like 12. I do, I do. And, you know, her keeping me accountable, you know, and for that, you know, it's, it's so important. And yeah, you can't just read the book or any book for that matter. If it's, you know, a self-help book and you're looking for change, just read it and not take action steps. And that's why I, you know, I did the journal piece and also why I started that, the you are enough challenge that's starting on Monday for that accountability piece, you know, yes. it's coming up, you know, there's so much stress. We definitely don't do our self care. We, you know, we are worried about presents and holiday parties. And, you know, sometimes people have issues with family members and, we really lose ourselves, I feel, during the holidays, which is why I started this challenge so that we, me and the people that are doing this challenge with me can stay accountable to one another to take time out of our week, out of our day for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, there's a, there's a couple of things that linger with me that really tie in uh, beautifully to this whole conversation thread. And not my words, I don't profess to, you know, uh, lay claim to this, but a few things that really resonate with me, and I go through periods of my life where certain uh, memes or, you know, blogs or, or content at large really speaks to me. And so a few things, I and one thing I've said throughout the entire course of my life before realizing its true impact is people will only treat you how you let them. That's one. Two, you know, you got to calculate your own worth. Don't be giving people discounts or they'll start calculating your worth for you. And it goes down and down and down and down. Uh, so you be very clear that you're raising the bar. You're setting the standards and your incrementary, um, sorry, I got that word incorrect. But your, it has to go up. No different than inflation. No different than taxes, no different than what we pay at the gas stations or in the supermarkets or whatever because of the, the economy. The economy fluctuates. Sometimes it goes up. Sometimes it goes down. Self-worth is one of those non-negotiables. It must always, always, always go up. 
and never climatize to what everybody else sets the bar at being uh, as far as the general economy. And I make these analogies because this is what the general population can relate to, whether they can relate to personal development or growth or not. The one non-negotiable, regardless of what's fluctuating with the markets, the stocks, everything, pay raises, minimum wage, whatever, your self-worth and your commitment to going higher, 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 and your price setting point adjusting to that, that needs to always go up. Always. Don't let other people set that for you because that says to people either directly or indirectly is you don't, you haven't really truly figured out what your worth is. Don't let other people establish that for you. They don't see your worth. They don't see the value. They don't see see the rate of uh, return on the rate of investment. That's their loss because there's always going to be a handful of people lining up who truly get it. You don't need to justify it. You don't need to rationalize it. Thank you. Move on. I really believe that. I 100% believe that. And, you know, there's a lot of things that came up for me while you were just talking. And the first one was, the struggle I had, you know, starting as an entrepreneur and pricing different programs and and services that I offer. Um, And I hear that message all the time is you have to put a value that you're, you have to believe in the value that you're putting either in yourself or in your business um, that, you know, how much you think about yourself. And I really struggled with that. And The other part that um, resonated with me when you were talking was the fact that what I talk about so much is that, and I ask, who is writing your story? Yeah. Who who is, you know, creating your worth? Who is keeping you stuck or what experiences? Because what I learned is that when I left this marriage, I was never going to find closure with my ex-husband and in this type of, you know, relationship, you don't get closure from this person. But what my work was, was finding closure in me and the person that I became when I was with him. Bingo. Realizing that I was allowing him to write the story for my life, Mm -hmm. which is why I felt And I've done that often in my life, you know, growing up and having a learning disability and all of this stuff. I look back at that and I'm like, all of these people, all of these experiences, I let them write the story for my life. Yeah. And it's such a powerful feeling when you get to that acceptance piece. And what I I talk about with people is acceptance doesn't mean you say like, yes, that happened and it's okay. Mm -hmm. acceptance is yes I acknowledge this happened it was traumatic it was hurtful it basically sucked Mm -hmm. I accept that but I you know will not accept that this experience is is going to continue to shape my life and so acceptance is huge when you're discovering yourself when you're starting to visualize your passion and your purpose is accepting that the past is the past And taking control of your life and saying, I am in control of my worth. I am in control of creating this life that I want. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's something we talk about here quite consistently on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. You know, in order to embrace a new life, adopt a new mindset, hone a new mindset, really get clear on what your values are not the prescribed values that you grew up and were indoctrinated into you is your earlier blueprint for things as an adult you can now question does that really resonate with me it doesn't matter that that came from my family doesn't matter that it came from my school doesn't matter that it came from my community doesn't matter where i heard it or how often it was impressed upon my brain and my subconscious i am an adult now i need to take full responsibility and accountability for all my decisions 
I can only know that I'm truly doing that authentically if I question everything that, I, that spews out of my mouth. Are things spewing out of my mouth because it's been conditioned for me to so-called believe this and therefore profess it or proclaim it as my truth? Am I even listening to what is coming out of my mouth? And if I'm really listening and cognizant of the words that are flowing from my mouth, do I really believe what I'm saying? Do I real does that do I get behind that 100%? And so I really question people, do the inventory, do the self-assessment, deconstruct, decalibrate all the crap that's been impressed upon you, selectively hold on to what still makes sense, really hone that, and then you've got to relinquish the rest. If you're going to embrace new stuff that's going to be serving you properly as it should, and you need that essentially to be a servant leader, imparting all the yummy stuff, all the healthy stuff, all the intuitive stuff, as opposed to the counterintuitive stuff. You've got to disarm and disband all the other stuff that still subconsciously keeps you submerged in victimology. Once you get once the congruency of the consciousness and the subconsciousness is aligned, Boom, you're flying, you're soaring, you've got that attractor factor, you're emitting all kinds of energy to the people who latch on and go, oh my God, you're a breath of fresh air. Somebody who finally speaks the universal language of truth that resonates with me that other people were trying to stifle in me. No one's stifling me anymore. I'm flying. This, if this is the only time I've got to shine on this planet and I don't know when my 24 hours is up on this planet, I'm going to make it count because people like you and me, Megan, we care about legacy. We care about leadership. We care about servant leadership. We understand people don't know what they don't know. We've gone through the pain and we're quite comfortably and bravely, courageously putting it out there because everybody fits a statistic. Doesn't matter if they understand our exact uh, circumstances, but we can give people the tools. If it's worked for us and people can see that we're on fire, then we want to share the wealth. We want this to be a vibrant culture of humanity, of human beings. So don't hold back on your gifts, people. Don't withhold your message. Do what Megan's doing. Take it to the airwaves. Take it to the global stage. Write a book. Or if you don't even want to write a book and it's not in you to do all this stuff, that's fine. There's no judgment with that. But live your life in such a way that you own it and you're proud to say, I truly am the best version of who I am. I'm in competition with no one and I'm just going to radiate and emit all kinds of beautiful things into this world. And I'm not going to believe that Armageddon's around the corner and succumb to fear and victimology and think that there's no place or purpose for me on this planet to have a voice. Have a voice own your voice, own the stage, go shine. Amen. I am totally inspired by you, Lisa. <laughs> well, well, you know what? This is this is the vibe. This is the vibe yeah. tribe factor. You know, vibe attracts tribe. People who are committed to the same staunch type purpose of lifting other people up, giving them the tools and the mechanisms in which to make that possible. This is not us trying to profess to be gurus. This isn't a cult. This isn't brainwashing. This is actually eradicating all the crap brainwashing that has once upon a time taken place that has people flocking to counselors, flocking to therapists, flocking to yoga, flock, you know, just getting still. Why do so many people need to be still in this life? Why do so many people gravitate towards self-help books? Why are so many authors like us writing self-help books? Because we all have a story and the story's been preconditioned for all the crap, some of which we've unnecessarily gone through because we didn't understand the power of choice. We didn't understand self-empowerment. We didn't understand the power of the word no. We didn't understand our own worth. Now you're an adult. There's no excuse. You can't point the finger at anyone and say, you know what? My mommy sucked. My childhood sucked. You know, all these people who bullied me sucked. Use that to build your strength, 
build your character, build your message, build your voice, build your platform, build your legacy, and go shine and do it unapologetically. I love that. That's actually that word unapologetically is um, the mission statement that me and my co-hosts use um, for our Blonde Bombshell podcast is, you know, the premise is just what you said is live your life unapologetically. Yes. Have to apologize for anything in your life that you are doing that's positive. And, you know, the fact that I was able to step into this arena of authenticity and being vulnerable, thank goodness I haven't really had any backlash, but I do not apologize for being honest and for sharing my struggles because I'm a human being. Yeah, I'm a speaker and I wrote this book and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, but I struggle. I'm in the midst of a struggle right now, you know, mm -hmm. and for me, it's, it's so important. And the people that, especially women that have come to me and just said, thank you. I am learning so much from you or, you know, thank you for being authentic and real, you know, especially on social media. Um, you know, it's, it's such a breath of fresh air, even for me, because I have to remind myself that I don't always have to have makeup on and my hair done and, and all of that, that I am powerful because I believe I'm powerful. There and you go. I loved what you touched on with the values because, you know, I actually have a value exercise in my book um, and I use my values as a coping skill. So when I find myself having negative thoughts or feeling like I can't do something and, and you know, allowing either my circumstance at the moment or someone to control my thoughts and what I want, I remind myself, is my thought, is my behavior honoring my values of authenticity, integrity, and honesty? Because we have to have integrity in ourselves. Yes. So when I'm doing certain things, I'm constantly thinking of that. And sometimes it works. I'm a human being. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes yeah. it works and sometimes it doesn't. But um, I, I, talk about that in the book and encourage people to, there's a, a couple exercises at the end of the book um, on top of the journal, um, journal pages and really honing in on what are your values mm -hmm. and how are you going to use those values to shine and to show your power and to, to create, you know, a life and to step into your greatness. Absolutely. And you said something that's key, which humanizes people like you and I, because people just see the success, which is why I always prefer to talk about the backstory, because it gives it teeth, it gives it legs, and it's true, right? We didn't just fall into where we are today overnight for no reason. It was a lot of work, and it's a commitment to tenacity, resiliency, fortitude, gumption, grit, hustle, grind every single day. So yes, as a human being, we all vacillate. We go backwards. But the difference for somebody like you and I, Megan, and so many others who are committed to this work of personal growth and personal development is you are so cognizant and conscious of the moment that your mindset's shifting, where it's going backwards to a point where it's not serving you anymore. It's not intuitive. It's not productive. The, the benefit of doing this work each and every day is we catch ourselves as quickly as we slip into it, we recalibrate very quickly. We don't give ourselves permissions or license to stay stuck and lose invaluable time by, you know, by victimology or feeling sorry for ourselves. No, we've got a mission and our mission is not going to continually pick up traction or momentum if we give ourselves permission to stay in the counterintuitive field of energy for longer than what we should. When we catch ourselves slipping, we recalibrate quickly, we get back, we get focused, we get disciplined, we roll up our sleeves and we get going because the work you and I are doing, it may have been birthed out of our own individual stories, but our story is going to reach as it already has hundreds and massive thousands of people when you've got global platforms, when your message is in all mediums of communication and correspondence, and when you're getting that message out consistently 
every day in interviews, blogs, books, live streams, whatever the case may be. So you catch yourself, you recalibrate, and you get going again. You get back on that horse and you remember what your values are, you remember what your mission is, and you remember that we don't know when our day is going to be up on this planet. So this is not the day that we hide underneath the sheets. This is not the day we're going to be invisible. This is not the day we're going to disempower ourselves. No, we're going to keep going because there's always going to be people being born. There's always going to be people uh, coming into personal growth and development. We don't know what's going to catapult them or when that's going to happen. But when they start aligning and they start lining up, we're going to be there doing the same thing day in, day out, day in, day out. So yeah, got to get going. Got work to do. I love that. And in your earlier talk, when you were chatting a little bit ago, you said the word legacy. Yes. I have this, um, you know, again, I have all of these tips and tricks and all of these things, you know, to ground yourself. And again, another coping skill is I have this mason jar full of rocks and Um, I use it with my clients and all over the place, even with friends. And on the mason jar, it has simply this. What will your legacy be? What do you want your legacy to be? And it's so powerful because that's a coping skill. You ask a simple question, what do you want your legacy to be? It's not going to be to be in bed all day. It's not going to be going back and forth to a job that, you're not happy with. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds cliche to say this, but honestly, for your listeners, like I am proof that you can do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, having $1,500 in my bank account after leaving a six figure job, you know, but I believe in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want that mediocre life. I didn't want to work you know, behind a desk, seeing patients for 40 hours a week and being so exhausted when I get home that I couldn't do self-care for myself. You know, I've been doing therapy for 15 years. I love it, but there's ways that I can do it where I'm still in control of my life. And so this mason jar has rocks in it. Again, another grounding skill, you know. Um, Love it. Physical, mental, or soothing. Those are the categories for grounding. And this is a soothing technique where I give them a rock and the rock, every time they touch it. So some people take a bunch of rocks. They've got one in their car. They've got one in their (laughs) pocket or purse, whatever. And every time they put a message to that rock. So every time they touch that rock and they're feeling the surface and the bumps or whatever, it can be, what is my legacy? Mm -hmm. And that rock reminds them. You know, maybe you put some affirmations in that rock. So like when you touch the rock, your mind knows, okay, this is my time where I have to say my affirmations Mm -hmm. or this is the time where I have to take, you know, do some breathing or take five minutes for myself. But one of the things is what is your legacy? When you touch a rock, what is your legacy? What do you want it to be? And that's been really powerful, Um, you know, just these little things that you can do to help ground your thoughts so that you can literally step out of where you're stuck and, and get to that happiness, get to that power, get to believing that you truly are enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, being cognizant of time, Megan, I want to give you an opportunity for the listeners to know where they can find you, where they can buy your book, where they can tune into your podcast, any speaking engagements coming up on the projected calendar, that if they happen to be in your city, where this event might be planned, where they can interface with you personally, maybe get a personally inscribed book. How can people connect with you? Thank you so much. Um, definitely going to my website, um, which is simply missionstrengthsd.com. Um, on my website, you can I have a ton of resources that you can download um, you know, to help you get to this point. I have a five-step checklist that you can get when you purchase my book. 
Um, the link to purchase my book is on my website. Um, you can also go to Amazon and you know type in my name and the title of my book. Um, you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Everything is Megan Fenyo. Mm -hmm. um, if you're interested in joining the You Are Enough Challenge, that starts Monday. Um, it's on Facebook, just You Are Enough Community. I would love for you know listeners to join us. Um, I have a lot of events coming up. Um, I'm, I live in San Diego, so I have some speaking engagements coming up in the next two weeks. Um, I'm also going to be featured on Good Morning La La Land in L.A. Um, in a couple weeks. And then um, the first of the year, I'll be speaking in um, New York um, for an event, as well as um, Oklahoma and kind of all over the place. Um, but I do have my speaking schedule on my website so that people can kind of see where I'm at. But what I love about what I do is I just want to meet people and talk to people. You know, no strings attached. I want to help be that accountability person, you know, for someone who is struggling. That is why I wrote my book. You know, Fantastic. I just want to encourage people. And if they don't have anyone and they need an accountability person, that's me. And, you know, so mm -hmm. lots of ways to get up, to get in touch with me. And when did you say you're in New York again? I'm in New York January 4th and 5th. Um, and let's see. Oklahoma the week after. Okay, I just want to focus on New York for a minute. How long are you going to be in New York for? Do you have any extra time? Yes, so I haven't booked my flights or anything, um, but it's a weekend. So um, probably, I don't know the dates off the top of my head, but I'll probably be there for four days. Okay, I'm going to reach out to you in the back end after the fact uh, and encourage you to go meet some of my colleagues who will be completely instrumental in your networking uh, opportunities and, and, and other goals that you have set up for yourself. Uh, it's been a game changer for me. So I'm going to reach out to you with some information. That. Yeah. I can't go to New York without stopping in to see these people. Um, yes. Okay. So again, being cognizant of time, I just want to say, Megan, it's been an absolute pleasure showcasing you today. Uh, we got a lot covered in a short span of time. I could talk to you particularly on these <laughs> subject matters for hours on end. It's really what floats my boat, and it's really part of my mission as well. Saying that, you're always welcome to come back. You have a standing invitation for anything new that you've got coming down the pipeline that you want to re-announce to the global platforms, knowing that you're showcased here on two global networks as well as iHeartRadio, Spotify. The listenership is massive. It's absolutely huge. Uh, so, again, you're always welcome to come back. To my listening audience, I want to thank you for your loyalty. I want to thank you to all the podcast subscribers. I want to thank you for your rates and reviews over on iTunes or whatever your preferred download is app to hear Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald every week. want to thank my corporate sponsors, AHA, That, Forever, and Halt and Honda. And I want to thank my friends and family over at C-Suite Radio Network, where, again, you can eventually next week find the live show uh, uploaded on my host page, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Very clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. I'll be back here again next Friday with another amazing guest for another phenomenal hour on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Wishing you a fantastic, safe, and healthy weekend. Love and gratitude. All my best to you, Megan. Talk soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.